0: co-working, collaboration, and monthly masterclasses for you to grow your knowledge. Go to daisychaingroup.com for more information. These are the platforms to hear and share the stories of the tenacious, the rebellious, and the resilient women that are working towards the future that they build for themselves and their families. Hello and welcome to the Shining New Crazy Daisy podcast. And today I am thrilled and excited to introduce you to Caroline Joinsen, from Cheerleader PR. Caroline, thank you so much for being involved in the Shine New Crazy Daisy book, volume four, and the podcast. Please tell us about your business.
1: Yeah. Hi, Trudy. Thanks so much for having me. Um, My business is Cheerleader PR, as you say, which is all about helping passionate-based business owners to promote themselves through media coverage and public relations so that they can get more confidence more clarity and really just share the message with the world because if you don't tell anyone what you do and how great it is and what you're up to how are they going to know brilliant uh, there's so much in that
0: of what people need to hear i need to get out there more i need to do some pr but you started off your when you went to uni you did uh, public relations and media and but you had perceptions and preconceptions of what it would mean to be in PR
1: and who those people were what how did you break those conceptions yeah I mean I suppose actually when I first went to university I did I did business studies and PR would have been like one of the modules on the course but I wouldn't have known what it was when I applied for university but when I actually got there there was um, actually a PR degree that was running alongside our one And it was just that whole thing of like everyone on our course was, I don't know, it wasn't that we were a certain way, but it was just that the PR course, a lot of the undergraduates were female, uh, really confident. You know, they used to walk around with massive portfolios and and be really appearing to be quite loud and confident. And and it just wasn't me at all. Um, And as I say, I I wouldn't have known what it was. And then when I started to know what it was, I was a bit like, Oh, that's not that's not for me. That wouldn't be for me. And that that was that carried on right until really my third year when I went on a work placement, and then that's when things started to change. Mm.
0: It is amazing. Your title is from shy to seen, and when you see people like that that are loud and confident, and it just feels like it's something that you can't be involved in.
1: Yeah, I think. I mean as I talk about in the book you know I was really shy as a child I mean I think by the time I went to uni i you know I had come out of that and I was a lot more confident but I think still deep down I had this perception of like well nice girls don't show off or you know it's not not the done thing to blow your own trumpet and oh you know who are you to kind of love yourself and 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 I think, you know, actually, those preconceptions probably followed me through even when I was in PR in that I was doing PR for other people. I never thought anything of them for promoting their businesses or what they were doing. But it was never something I really thought about, because, as I say, I think definitely Brits, you know, we're brought up to be quite modest. You don't show off. or It's not even showing off, is it? You're not perceived to show off you know, so it's just a bit alien to, to us, I think, and it definitely was to me. And that was all wrapped up, I think, in this whole thing about this PR and the these PR girls, really, that, I mean, that's kind of a stereotype in the media anyway, actually, Um, and, and probably still goes on. But it's just, yeah, that wasn't, wasn't for me. That wasn't what I was about. And as I say, it's been a, a bit of a theme. <laughs> but now I think I am seen, as, as you say, you know, that's, that's you know where we get to with with my with my story really
0: so you then went and got a job uh in PR and you were made redundant mm. the feelings that you talked about in the book it, I just read it and my heart broke for you but and I think they're the feelings that everyone can relate to what were those feelings at the time and what happened next
1: yeah so I suppose I mean gosh even you know when I talk about it, I'm right back to basically getting an email um and into my inbox at work and by this point I'd worked in PR agencies now I was working as a senior press officer um in, a, in an organization so I got this email which was you know well, you've been invited to a meeting because there's going to be a change in the team and we'd already been through one round of redundancies in the team but you know we weren't I wasn't affected and not many of us were and when I got this email it was like oh this is weird and I said oh have you got this email and everyone in my team was like no 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 and then it was like well, it was just me so I think that probably made it even worse. It was it was shock. It was just like a burst into tears. You know, I, I was I was devastated because actually, you know, I was pregnant. I was six months pregnant with my second daughter and I was getting ready to go on maternity leave. You know, I was kind of like, yeah, you know, just finishing things off. So it was completely a shock, you know, a bolt, a bolt from the blue, if you like. Um, and. Yeah, I was just, I felt really embarrassed and really ashamed and like humiliated. You know, it was just, yeah, it was It was horrible at the time. Um, and, you know, I didn't, I felt embarrassed even to tell people what was going on. That's how sort of badly I took it and how badly I felt about it. Well, how badly it was handled as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly.
0: Wow. That, that was the other thing. <laughs> so you then went on maternity leave, did you? And
1: what happened after that? So basically, I went through the redundancy process, um, which was that I could either apply for a more senior role, which was full time, and I had no guarantee that I would definitely get it. Um, And by that point, I would have had two young daughters or, you know, two young children. I didn't know she was going to be a girl at that point, (laughs) but I would have had, you know, two young children. It was like, I don't think that would be the job for me anyway. So I went through the process and then said, actually, you know, yeah, I'll take the voluntary redundancy, actually, because, you know this isn't the option for me to to try and put myself through a recruitment process as well um, and actually once I made that decision I felt loads better because it was like right I can have my freedom I, I was able to get my maternity pay which was a massive you know benefit because at the, at the moment for three days of the process I didn't even know if I was going to get my maternity money you know that that wasn't great um, but once I knew I was going so I went off um, with my pay did my maternity leave and actually I'd spoken to a friend who was freelancing before I went and she was like, yeah, everything I said, like, oh, well, I, I won't want to do it full time. She's like, that's fine. And I'm not sure about this. She's like, that's fine. She was like, really encouraged me just to do it anyway. But sort of fast forward to um, when Anna was 11 months old and it was like she actually got in touch and said, I've got a couple of clients. Would you be interested? I'm giving them up. And I was like, oh, no, 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 it's fine. I totally lost my confidence. Mm. And then I kind of thought, I'll just ask a few more questions and when she told me, you know, what was involved and like the, the, the fees that were involved and the opportunity, I was like, you know what? I've literally got nothing to lose. I've got to look for a job anyway. And that's how my freelancing career started and my self-employment career. Yeah, there was a line that you put in the
0: book, which was having nothing to lose gave you an opportunity. And yeah. that really hit me because if, if we could all approach each day, each thing that we try and launch, each each thing that we have so much fear behind, we've got nothing to lose. And there is mm. an opportunity, uh, which is what you did. And and look at you now. <laughs> so, yeah, so you then set up a PR agency and you're doing PR for other people. And then at some point you realised that as much as championing and cheerleading other people, you needed to do that for yourself as well. Yeah, How I mean
1: I think feel it, to you? How did you manage it? Yeah, I think it was that really I... I kind of was like where do I go with this I can just carry on doing people's PR for them and you know it's obviously limited by my time and and how that can work and around that time I started seeing sort of the online business world kind of exploding and sort of you know teaching people skills and things like that And it was a bit like I think this could work for me you know and so I, I kind of went down that route and and I suppose in order to do that well no one knew who I was I mean I had no website when I was freelance I had LinkedIn and that was it and I was fully booked with work but obviously to change it I had to change my approach it was a bit like well I'm gonna to have to put myself out there and be seen in order for people to know I'm there and then for them to think oh you know I'd like to work with her um so I had to basically start doing my own PR which I'd never done before you know i had done it for I everyone do. else I just I
0: love it when we have those
1: realizations of oh I need to do this for myself in all of our business we start thinking oh that's a really good idea absolutely yeah it's a bit like oh you know I mean I think there's an element of doing your PR when you you know apply for a job or you know you you have your I guess your appraisals and things like that where you have to present and kind of convince why you've done a good job and what you've achieved but that's like within the walls of your you know organization whereas you know going out there in building like a personal brand essentially then it's going out publicly and that was something that I'd not really I've never done before I'd, but I'd seen you know I'd, I'd seen other people doing it I knew obviously the principles but for me it was like right I'm gonna have to actually do if I want this to work I'm gonna have to put myself out there. So in all of that what if
0: there's one lesson that you've learned that you want other entrepreneurs to know what would it be?
1: Oh. um i think it would be that basically if you if you don't ask you don't get mm-hmm. um which is definitely a theme that just runs throughout everything i've done which is just that actually if you don't ask for opportunities and you don't put yourself forward for things and you don't ask for what you want then how are you going to get it mm-hmm. and i think we're very nervous about asking for things and pitching for things and and saying what we want and actually no one can do it for us and, and that applies to PR but it applies to everything in business so I think it's that thing of just kind of going well if I want this to work I'm going to have to ask it's not all just going to come to me you know it's it, I've got to make things happen so that would be my kind of lesson if you like that I would pass on amazing and so true <laughs> ask for it ask for it, ask for it um what is your favorite business book well, I've got to say, and I do mention it um, in my chapter, that the first kind of inkling I had of the online business world was was Carrie Green and the Female Entrepreneur Association. And her book, She Means Business, is probably where my online, well, it is where my online business journey began, um, because I just became part of her community to, where she, that she built to launch the book. Um, and it's a brilliant book anyway, but just that whole being part of that really inspired me to, to go on to, to do what I've done and, and, and set up Cheerleader PR. Brilliant. Caroline, thank
0: you so much for your vulnerability in the chapter and the way that you write is beautiful in, in letting people know that it doesn't matter where you start or where you think you come from, there's opportunities out there. you just got to look for them and, and take those steps. So thank you so much for being involved in the book and the podcast. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you like what you've heard, please leave a review and come back for more inspiration. If you're a businesswoman looking for that community that will support you and lift you up, come and join the Shine On You Crazy Daisy membership, offering online networking, co working, collaboration, and monthly masterclasses to grow your knowledge. Go to the daisychaingroup.com for more information. And for even more inspiration, Please go to the link under this video and get your copy of the Shine On You Crazy Daisy series of books with inspirational and motivating stories from businesswomen around the world.